Hey, y'all. This whole thing started as a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, saying, Hey, let's record. Maybe other people will enjoy sitting at the table with us. The fact that you're here listening to us play D&D will never fail to be wild to me. If you like what you hear and you want to peek behind the door, I invite you to join our Patreon. By contributing to the Patreon, you can gain access to exclusive, handcrafted content, while also helping us pay for things like podcast hosting and logo designs. It's tough out here. On top of that, each subsequent tier allows access to the previous tier's rewards. The $2 tier grants you the title of Honorary Son, while giving you access to the patron-only Discord channel and a bonus entry into our giveaways. The $5 tier knights you as a hero of the Ten Towns, giving you early access to our episodes and access to our patron-exclusive one-shots. The $10 tier elects you to Ted Johnson's cabinet, which opens the cover to Fang's detailed note-taking journal and lets you know of future Suns projects currently in the works. Thanks for everything you do, Patreon aside. Without you, we wouldn't be here. The link to the Patreon is in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you out there. Thanks for listening, and stay frosty. Welcome back to Severed Sons, everyone. We are a Frostmaiden actual play D&D podcast, and we are excited to bring you tales to the frozen north and the everlasting rhyme. My name is Ron Murphy, Dungeon Master, and around the virtual table we have here... What's up, guys? My name is uh, Paul Gary. I'm playing Donar, the pliable Dracodonian, dragonborn monk. Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Ross Griffin. I'm playing Fang, the shifter light cleric. Hey everybody, it's Blake Graham, playing everyone's favorite human rogue, Kai Raiju. I'm Josh Helgeson, playing Mud, the uh, 51-year-old tortle. Hey, I'm Zach Burrell, playing everyone's least favorite kobold <laughs> artificer, Trax Barbwood. <laughs> Definitely my least favorite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> say I know another. I-, I want a t-shirt that says, I hate Trax Barbfoot. <laughs> yeah. Can we, if we ever get to the point where we're having merch, I think we need <laughs> that. Oh my god. Shit. If we get to merch, I don't care what we have. That- really? <laughs> <laughs> I want mud to wear that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it, dude. I'll make the shirt. <laughs> if everyone is prepared, let's begin tonight's episode of Ooh. Severed Sons, The Sacrifice, Part 3. Ooh. Previously, Kai bribed the Speaker of the Town so that he would be chosen as a sacrifice to the Frostmaiden. In order to ensure Kai's compliance, the Speaker of Targos ordered Captain Scath, Tiefling, and leader of the town militia to babysit the rogue. Kai convinced Speaker Nera that if he could find someone to take his place, Kai would be spared. Donar and Mud met a scholar of the elements named Danica Graysteel 
who was seeking a scientific solution to the everlasting rhyme. Danica asked them to bring her an elemental spirit known as a Chewinga, uh, that if they could find one in one of the neighboring tin towns. An encounter with an on-the-loose yet familiar-looking sled dog led the group to a house where they met Garrett's husband, a scrimshander named Keegan. Keegan told the party that Garrett was leading an expedition to Kelvin's Carn, but the Mountaineer's favorite dog would not leave his side unless something was wrong. Wanting to repay the debt they owed to Garrett for saving their lives, the party vows to investigate. While the rest of the party hangs out at the Luskin Arms and watches Kai get drunk, Mud and Fang met Helm, the dwarven bounty hunter, who told him that she has heard that Sefik Caltro and Torg's merchant company was currently located seven hours away in Lonelywood. And with that, we will begin tonight's adventure on the early morn of the new moon. Kai. Wake up. I'd like you to make a constitution God. saving throw right off the bat to see how hungover you are. Oh, boy. All right. Constitution save is... How many drinks do you think you had? Oh, so many. At least 10? At least 10. Okay, the DC is 20, so 10 plus 10, 20. Nope, I failed. <laughs> how, how bad did you fail it by? Uh, by five. I got a 15. Okay. Five or more, uh, you just immediately roll over and reach for the bucket that was placed next to the bed. You're in, you look around, and you're in an unfamiliar... This is not the room that you... you All five of you rented small individual um, rooms on the first floor of the Luskin Arms. The This room has a four-poster bed, silk sheets, like really nice down pillows. There's a fire that's really like burning hot right now and it's nice and warm and toasty i like to think there's a nice little uh puddle right beside the fireplace where uh (laughs) we made that the station for relieving oneself (laughs) (laughs) fang is already wide awake looking out the window just says i remember my first pint (laughs) (laughs) but uh, Kai you're alone in this room no one else is here Fang didn't say that (laughs) Fang Fang sensed off in the distance how hungover I feel like someone's gonna be an asshole the rest of you I'm gonna check in with you guys and make sure that because you guys may have wanted to do something the rest of the evening so I'm gonna check in with you later but Kai you wake up and you're in this really really nice room you look out the, the frost covered window and it's just dark out. Can't tell what time it is. But you can hear people moving about and sailors cussing as they're walking out onto the frozen lake. So it must be morning. What do you do? Alright. We gotta rally. We gotta rally. Can I get my clothes and things on? I'm going to leave off the headband because we, we okay. can't afford to tighten anything around that right now. <laughs> okay. You look, and there's actually a small hand mirror uh, above the mantle of the fireplace that's been placed there. This room is immaculate. It's really like unusual. You would not expect some place like this in Icewind Dale or in Targos, the way this sailor town. But you kind of glance in the mirror and you see some like smudge drawings all over your side of your face. (laughs) You look good, kid. (laughs) I'm gonna start downstairs. (laughs) Okay. 
You open the door, and outside, sitting in a chair with his feet propped up against the wall, is Captain Scath. The tiefling is kind of waiting there. He says, about time! Oh, good morning, princess. (laughs) So... Just so you know, I've gotten permission to go with you. Yeah, that's... Ow, no, sorry. God, that was too much. That's... <laughs> that's great. I'm so excited. Let's let's go get some breakfast, yeah? Mm, you can get whatever you like. It's all in the house until... You know. Fantastic. I'm gonna need a little bit of hair of the dog here, so... That's good news. The hallway up here... You think you're on the second floor of the Luskin Arms... Um, you're in a long hallway that seems to go the length. Actually, the length goes from, like, the the front to the back, so it's a long building that way. Um, You're kind of in the middle of the hallway. There's four doors on either side of the hallway, and at the end of the hallway is a really nice set of double doors. Uh, Really gorgeous, uh, made of some, some wood you don't recognize, but it's like a red, deep red cherry color. And it's got these etchings all over it that it's you're, you're blurry, hung over. It just kind of like all swims in front of you. But it's really, really hard to decipher what it is. It may be some sort of weird language you can't tell. Who lives in there? Uh, that's, that's the speaker's quarters. Ah, that makes sense. Looks pretty bougie. Uh, he, uh, you'd be surprised. Okay. Let's let's keep. He's it. a good guy. He's a good guy. I, He's a good guy. I don't doubt it. You know, he only kills people like once uh, every so often. <laughs> Come on, let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So the rest of you, do you did you do anything the rest of the evening after Kai passed out? Uh, I would have shared the the conversation with uh Lynn. Uh, Hiln, sorry. Um, she gave us the maps, so I probably would have shared those over a table. Uh, if anybody was sober, I, I don't know how many people were drinking, but like, say if Trax was sober, we'd probably discuss. Uh, and then uh, the, our intentions to meet up with Sethic in Lonely Wood. I would have passed on the information I got about the giant moose, just kind of offhand. That a giant moose is in Lonely Wood. A giant white moose. A giant white moose. Donar would have shared uh, intricate details of the sweet roll recipe, retaining none of the map or moose information at all. <laughs> Very excited about his sourdough. He would have been, I feel like, I, I feel like we would have heard you, but not really heard you. <laughs> yeah, he's fine with that. <laughs> he wouldn't have uh-huh. noticed <laughs> All right, yes, the, that's and fantastic. What a great, what a great meatloaf like you're nice, making. Yes, anyway, with the yeast. So this morning, uh, <laughs> Fang is like rearing to go, like kind of like looking to the skies, kind of uh, anxious to get on the road. Um, mm-hmm. And you think it's about maybe four or five. It's very, very early. You were awakened by sailors being loud outside at the docks, moving their equipment. Into uh, the boats. We'll say Fang is out, uh, like pacing around, and he'll just aggr- address the group. Like, has anyone seen the Fang? Th- uh, seen Kai this morning? Uh, the uh, the inebriated moron upstairs. I'm, I'm sure he'll be stirring any moment now. Well, we have to get moving. We do not have much time before the sacrifice. We need to, to get there, and we need to get back. 
Shall we go check on him? Dude, if Jonor you know speaks up, kind is? of rubbing his eyes. Like, dude, I do not blame him if he wants to snooze a little bit. I don't like mornings myself. I cannot imagine waking up knowing you're going to get just murked by ice. This is not the morning for snoozing. When the sun rises, so do we. And we must be on with our day. Freaking blows, dude. But all right. The sun doesn't ever rise here, so I guess we just have to do what we need to do. Trax is right, dude. I'll go get him. I'll go get him. Just so you know, the the rooms, you were given each individual rooms. These rooms are smaller, like a, almost like a closet. They have like a bunk that's actually kind of like a hammock that's tied to one corner of the room. And there's like a stool and a chamber pot and a little small table. And that's the extent of what's in your rooms. Uh, but it's private. It's uh, each have your own individual room. Uh, Kai has one, but he did not sleep in it. You saw, you saw the captain carry Kai upstairs tracks at the end of the evening. It was very romantic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as you step up the uh, step onto the steps, there's a guard, the same, uh, a different guard than stopped you last night. And he's kind of like, uh, can I help you? Oh, don't, don't mind me. I'm just here to retrieve my imbibed friend. Go on up. The captain's up there, so he'll, he'll keep an eye on you. All right, thank you. Okay, the stairs go up and turn and come into this hallway, which is how I described it earlier. And you see Kai stumbling out down the hallway, followed a couple of steps behind by the captain. I'm going to snap my fingers at him and just say, hey, come on, we don't have much time. Did you have a good time last night? Because I had a good time I, last night. I had a fantastic time. Did you notice your little face artwork? I took notice, yeah. It's, uh, who, who, who? It's Not my best work. Oh, but... okay, all right. Next time, bring out the good ink. So you head downstairs? I head downstairs. Okay. Okay, you, you go downstairs. The rest of the party is waiting for you. Captain comes down. He kind of stretches. Oh, Slept good last night. So, the speaker has given me permission to accompany you, just so that you know if you try to aid Kai in escaping, you will be guilty and complicit in preventing the sacrifice from happening, and I will have to kill you as well. Oh, if he tries to escape, I'll, I will gladly shoot him myself. Do you think that you are up for the trip to Lonelywood with us? <laughs> I'm up for it. You actually see him. He's got like a bag, like he's got like a go bag ready to go. Okay. Well, if we'd like to make it there before Kai is sacrificed, can we please? Can we please get on our way? Wait, wait, wait! Before we go, before we go, I run to the bar. Tell me, do you have any tomato juice? He looks around. He kind of looks out the window at the snow coming down sideways and the air blowing, and he's like. Um, our last produce delivery was about 18 months ago. Oh, good. So, like, no preserves or anything? Um, we might have some jam somewhere, but that's it. You know what? We're, we're just gonna... We're not gonna coat it. Uh, two shots of fire whiskey, please. If you three don't shots. Mind. Get me three, one, please. Three shots. Three shots. And I'm gonna walk over to him, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out one of my little uh, my little capsules and, and twist it 
my little okay. uh, my little uh, tinkering. I'm going to toss it to him, and I'm going to say, "This smells like peppermint. I'd prefer that over the smell of your stomach contents." Yeah, take it and yeah, that's good. And pop okay. it in, and then do do throw shots back. <sighs> the um, bartender, who's not the owner, he's just uh, another bartender. It's uh, actually a younger man looking skinnier and he says anything for the sacrifice it's on the house oh yes these are all all of them are for the sacrifice yeah tracks are you doing the costume thing again or how are you yeah how are yeah, you dressed I'm, I'm in my little my little disguise okay so the day is yours what would you like to do should we uh hit the road yeah consulting the map um uh, Helm said that Termalane was about two hours away, uh, Lonelywood about four, so, uh, if we head around the lake toward Termalane, that, uh, seems to be our best bet. And Fang, uh, Fang will have the, the map out, and he'll, he's kind of holding it, like, an, at an arm's length with, like, not a confused look, but kind of, like, a determined look, and he kind of, like, you know, he might twist it once or twice, kind of doesn't really know what he's doing, but is pretty confident uh, that I think the road leads this way. This is the way to Tourmaline, definitely. Uh, Mud, who's basically been able to memorize the map uh, because of his wanderingness. Oh goodness, right? what? Why, why did I have a feet? It's whatever my background is. I think will will uh, silently correct Fang and like turn the map like <laughs> ten degrees that I'm way. I'm gonna turn to Donar and I'm gonna say, as Trax is gonna say. I, I oh the avalanche! I tw- I twisted my ankle pretty badly during the avalanche. I, I if you could carry me, yeah, I, I feel like it would keep us a lot faster. I it would I I don't know if I can make it, dude. You can freaking stop. Donar's just grumpy. He hates the mornings. He missed a lot of lessons because he overslept. So he's gonna still rub his eyes and say, "Dude, you can hop on as long as I don't have to make any decisions for the next like two and a half hours." That's fine. That's fine. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, right. Man. If you want some dank, let me know. It helps with the pain. All right, thank you. Oh, I will. Ah. As everybody is groaning, Fang is like in the front of the group, like. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like really loves mornings. Mud will be uh, pretty close behind him, trying to ignore the uh, the the talk of <laughs> alcohol and drugs in the morning. Trax is just gonna he's gonna fall asleep, <laughs> and Donar's gonna make sure he doesn't fall. Nice. That's what friends are for. Nice. What a pal. Nice. Homies. Oh, what a guy. Buddy. Tracks will remember that. <laughs> um, Mud, uh, as long as you stick to the marked trails and the weather is good, you won't have to make survival checks. So you head outside of town? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And the snow is pretty heavy, but not like blinding right now. It's just, it's a little bit worse weather than it was yesterday. Uh, and you step outside of town and head to the east. You're curving, basically keeping the lake Meridulodon um, on the left. And you travel. You pass a few, it looks like hunters, who are riding these strange-looking birds. And their um, beaks are look like axe blades. And they've got, like, reins on them. And they're like, thum, 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 thum. And they pass you. They kind of like give you a kind of a wave as they pass you. But other than that, the trip to Tourmaline is quite, uh, quite uneventful. Uh, you get there about mid-morning. Trax is just starting to wake up. 
<laughs> Dude, it's about mid-morning. The trip was uneventful, but you missed some freaking stupid-looking birds. I bet they were so dumb. They were fast, though. But they were fast, um, though. Fast, but dumb. As you approach Tourmaline, you notice that the city is like, it's kind of on a rise, and behind it and to the west of the city is this gorgeous-looking uh, evergreen forest. And it just seems to be like this beautiful backdrop. This is one of the most beautiful cities, beautiful towns in Tin Towns. Very p- picturesque. As we uh, get closer, um, where is it? Oh, I have a good one. Mud will say, admire a rose for its beauty, but beware its thorns. Okay, thank group. you. Do you see roses? Is that something we should look out for? Everyone knows roses Roses have thorns. You, you know not to touch what? them. I remember there's something different about the different colors of roses that we were talking about. Do some have worse thorns? You want me to cook Look, with a rose? We're going to have a horticultural conversation. I think maybe not. It is a warning. It is a beautiful warning. Is a rose gonna like punch me in the face? What do you mean, dude? Roses smell like shit. This is poetry. You, none of you, are understanding where he is coming from. He is, he is giving you a metaphor. What you, you said poetry, but like it yes, doesn't I rhyme. Know what med- I've taken a poetry course. I. <laughs> so you uh enter the town at the south and you know mud that you're going to have to go through the town to get to the road to lonely wood which is in the northwest corner of town are we stopping for lunch or are we are we just passing right through i could use probably time it is time about for brunch i'm not sure if you simpletons are familiar with the concept of brunch dude i freaking invented brunch dude where'd you hear about it you did not invent brunch it's it's the meal the captain says just so you know if we're not back in time for the sacrifice i have orders to sacrifice kai myself Oh, no, don't do that. Anyway, brunch? Are we eating? <laughs> is there anybody walking around? There's lots of people. Um, it is... It's midday. There's um, there's a cold wind. Like, everybody's really... Like, there's a lot of people walking around. There's really... It's really a lot colder here than it is in Targos. So everybody is really, like, bundled up tight. But there's, like... It seems to be that the, the, the houses are tightly, more tightly packed. And like the steeples are really just snow everywhere, and a lot actually thicker, deeper than it was in Targos. There's like three or four taverns and restaurants right there, and you see this boy walking around, and he says, um, he's shouting out, "Mama Milton had her seventh child today, so please tell her." And she sh- he's shouting out the news, and he just starts going through this list of things, and he sees all of you walking up. We have six strangers coming to town, he announces to everyone. Young boy, is there anything of, of interest that you have to say? Well, the gemstone mine is closed because of monsters. I said of interest. Speaker Matthew is offering 50 gold to anyone who clears it out. 50 gold, wow. We, monsters, we you say? So rich. Uh, yes. The... Town speaker is named Oris Matthew, and he can be found at the Blue Clam. Wow, 
Fantastic. Thank you for that information. We will take that into account. Fang Fang walks up to Trax, literally takes him by the scruff, picks him up, puts him behind him and holds him in the air and says to the little boy, thank you so much. Thanks for that information. You are doing a great job. You have five seconds until I shoot you. I will literally shoot you. You are a good boy. Okay, thank you so much. Two, Uh, three, And I'll start walking away. And as I walk away, I'm setting Trax down. Oh, that was close. That was a close one. <laughs> I say, he's just a little boy. There is no need to be rude to him. Look, I, oh, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to be fr- super friendly? Happy sunshine. No. We're in this shithole. We left Mr. one shithole for another shithole. But I think that you care about these people. You will catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. We're we talking says, ingredients? What am I cooking? I want, to keep, I want to keep all of the flies away from me. What is that? What do I use for that? To the blue clam? Oh no, my God. let's just keep. Let us just keep going. I am not drunk enough for this yet. <laughs> Can we just go get Captain? We'll be. We're so easily distracted. Tracks. The captain says. Yes. What? You might want to keep your complaining down to a bare minimum, because the people who live in these shitholes, as you call them, are very proud of their shitholes. And they will stomp you a new one if they hear you bad-mouthing their shithole. You know Got it? You know what's interesting is the complaining is at a bare minimum. You would not like to hear me at, a, at my maximum complaining. So I would... Look, no, I, I was not. It's cold here. Maybe Trax just needs some food. Captain, do you know where the best food is in town? Donar, can you sniff it out or something? Yo, dude, like a freaking mastiff, like a pup, dude. I, I would always, I would like to try. I always know where it is. Can we, uh, can we get it to go? Because honestly, I would really love the ice more than this guy's sweet, gentle embrace. Right. Little walking grub, maybe breakfast, sando, bacon, egg, and cheese, ciabatta. I do believe that time is slipping away. And it is a long walk I've to Lonelywood. Entire... A hot tea would be nice. The East Side Inn has a very good stew. It's very hearty. I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah. Can we go, please? I think that we can swing through and get a little lunch on the way. The East Side Inn is on the East Side. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Who knew? Yep. Trax is just going to kind of angrily, grumpily bumble his way towards that way and then turn around and say, Well, where is it? <laughs> the captain takes you to the East Side of town, and there is a. It looks like it's a, a, almost like a large bed and breakfast. It's uh, got. It looks like separate houses. But when you get closer, it looks like they've all been connected. So there's like a large house in the center, like a hub. And there's um, hallways that would go out to the domiciles. And you go to the center building, and there is a teenager, very skinny, willowy. And she's sitting there humming, and she's sweeping. And there's about uh, 10 or 12 people in here eating lunch. You walk in, she's singing the following words. Ahead of winter's wind she came, the lovely woman with no name, draped in a fur-lined cloak of red, to the icy lake she fled. The wind pursued her all the same, as sure as night, she's dead. And she's singing that, it's a very sad lyrics, but she's singing it with a really happy sailor uh, chanty kind of lick to it. Is anyone else hearing the 
strange juxtaposition of the lyrics to the tune. And she keeps whistling. And she kind of sees you come in, and she's like, Well met, travelers. How can I help you? Uh, We are just passing through uh, your lovely town. Uh, We are looking for a quick bite to eat, and we uh, must be on our way. Oh, please. uh, I have an open seat in the back. I'll bring you some bread and some nuts, freshly picked from the forest. And we don't we don't really uh, have time to sit. Is there more of a uh, take it and go situation that we can? Oh, are you, you are you? We if you put it in a bowl, we will return the bowl on our way back. I can I can find something for you. Give me a moment, and she goes to the back. This is really too bad. This place it's a is nice town, like, isn't it? Is and it does okay. I admit it. There is a certain rustic charm. And the backdrop of the evergreens is is quite refreshing. Yes, picturesque. She comes back out and she kind of oh, she's got a um a package actually, a little small wooden box, and there's some steam coming out of some containers that are closed with like some like there's like some sort of like cloth over it and wrapped like string around it to keep them sealed. Uh, as she opens the door coming out of the kitchen, she's like, "Father, I'll be right back." And she goes, comes back out and hands it to you. Uh, five silver pieces a meal. And she actually has a bag with, like, you see, like, uh, pieces of bread, hunks of bread that's inside of it. It looks quite good. I'm going to, Trax is going to kind of pat himself and say, ah, ah, I left, don't argue, I left my money at the lodgings. Oh, could dude. You, could you cover me? You did not. You don't think he, you think he's lying right now? He seemed pretty truthful I, to me. I don't. Ah. Dude, that that blows, dude. I got. Could you, you. cover? Could you cover me? I'll co- I'll cover Five you, Drax. Thank you so much for the sake Thank of you. good nosh, dude. I got Thank you. you. Okay, so you pay her, and she's like, "Please um, make perception checks." Actually, and she gives you the food and takes the money. That's a thirteen for me. Natural uh, twenty. Hey, second that twenty. Write it down. That's a four. Put it on the board. (laughs) You notice that she's got a gold chain with a gold ring hanging from it in front, like, and it's on top of her clothes. Uh, And she's wearing like short sleeves, kind of like she's actually dressed a little bit like nice. Like actually, it's cold. It's cold in here. It's cold everywhere. But she's looks like she's dressed. Lightly for the cold weather. Um, I'll say uh, we have we have heard good things about this uh, this soup, little girl. What is your name? My name is Marta. Marta Pesrick. Marta. Pesrick. Uh, my father, who's been bedridden for uh, since the curse began, uh, he's old. He's he's getting up in years. So his name's Clyde. He's the owner, and but I help run everything. Oh, that is very very nice of you. That's nice of you to ask. Um, is there anything else I can I can do for you? Well, I no, I, thank you so much. I we, do we suppose I, I'm I'm curious uh, as I as I step back. I'm curious. What about what yeah. about those monsters in the gem in the gemstone mine? What kind of have you heard anything about this? I don't know much, but uh, I think I heard that there's you don't know much. That's a surprise. That is, I believe, what they call a burn. I'm just going to lean down the tracks and I'm just going to say, hey, buddy, just take it down a notch. I Look, 
Scath here is he's got a real boner on for murder. That's that is a sentence I have literally never heard in my life. I'm quite creative with my language. Just just believe me. I'll believe it. Um she says um and kind of leans into Nefang. Um I've heard the town speaker. He comes here for lunch every day. I heard him talking to some of his men. Apparently, a gang of kobolds has taken over the mine. A, a gang of what? Excuse me? Oh, wait. Are you not interested, Trax? I'm getting the information. <laughs> You're I, um, I just remembered that I am slightly interested. <laughs> uh, uh, um, what, what do they look like? Uh, who's your loud friend? That's oh, Donar. He's not. Oh yeah, dude. It's much. me. Ready to talk into soup. What are we talking about? Honey, vinegar, or was that twenty minutes ago? <laughs> so you say a gang of kobolds have taken over the gemstone mine? Uh, yes, apparently. Was there, was there, um, was there an elven man with them? Is there, do they have a lead? Is there someone? Is there someone in charge uh, of the kobolds? I I don't know anything. I mean, I know that that's what I've overheard, but. Uh, if you want to go talk to the speaker, I'm sure you could find out more. Thank you very much. You've been so kind. Thank you. I appreciate yes, um, everything you've done th- for us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to take her hand and I'll say, Marta, it has truly been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, Thanks. Thank you. She, I'm going to take her other blushes. hand and I'm going to say, Marta, it's uh, wonderful to meet you. Uh, you're... Ugh, ugh. So, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but she kind of pulls wrong? her hand back. <laughs> your Your friend is very creepy. Fang, was it? Uh, yes, you Fang may, can be you creepy. Call me yes. Fang. Yes. So she starts. She kind of goes back to sweeping the floor. She's like, "Well, safe travels and be careful." And she goes back to sweeping the floor, singing the song again. See, well, I told you, I told you, the disguise was a good idea because kobolds are not universally liked everywhere. Well, I think that this is something that we should maybe circle around and deal with later. Because I agree, I uh, agree. But uh, but for now, we should we should be on the road. <laughs> Okay, open quest number four. <laughs> we are in a time yeah, limit right now. <laughs> yeah, it's real hard. It's like yeah, it's, we got something to do. <laughs> got to save our my, got like my, my bees are producing honey. Can you find yeah. out why? Mud, you've got the lantern, right? Yep. Will you roll a four-sided die for me? I got a four. Mm. Okay. The lantern remains dark Great. as you travel through the city. Where are you headed from here? Uh, North, yeah. Out of town. Okay, so you travel through the town. We're eating while we're traveling? Mm-hmm. I imagine it's the... Don't I want to grab soup, that box? It looks like the, the, you have like big chunks of bread, and you see actually some people actually carrying some food out around which they came from the east side in as well. And they're taking the, the bread and, like, pinching big hunks of meat that's in the bread and, like, soaking the juices and just eating the bread. Oh, like, yeah. there's no spoons. There's no silverware. Mud is probably, like, taking a couple steps and then physically stopping to take <laughs> his bites and then walking and then physically stopping. He's, he's really <laughs> trying to savor it. It's very good. It's very, very tasty. You know, I've gotten used to the unpalatable food of Ten Towns, but this is not bad. Quite. Somebody roll an eight-sided die. The weather, the wind, as you're going heading north to Lonelywood, it's only a two-hour walk, uh, and the snow gets a little bit deeper and deeper. So you travel for two hours, 
and you're traveling along the shores of the lake, the frozen lake. And you can actually see, like, it's dark, but you can kind of see lanterns on the lake, frozen lake, and you see uh, some boats in, like, the, the middle of the lake, there's, like, some unfrozen water. But you see um, lots and lots of boats out on the middle of the lake, and they all have lanterns, and you just see the twinkling lights flickering off the, the water and the ice. Fang will light his uh, along the way and carry carry his mace uh, that looks like a lantern lit to, to join in all of the, the shenanigans. Yeah, pr- pretty much the only time that you can not have a lantern, a lit lantern, is from... Uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Otherwise, it's like nighttime here in the north. All right. And you get to this small town of Lonely Wood. Um, you're coming in, and there's like, as you get into the town, the forest like takes over, like you're walking away from the shore, and you see the forest, and you see that the buildings are like n- nestled into the trees, and these tall, snow-covered evergreens. Um, on either side. The captain, who's just kind of following behind everybody, is just like humming to himself, like this little dark, little minor keyed theme, staring at Kai the whole time. Captain, that's a little, that's a little creepy. I'm just looking forward to tonight. That, you made it creepier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <seems you're> <laughs> Anything could happen. <laughs> In the woods. Okay. Um, Outside of the town, as you were walking the town, there is this pole. And from the pole are hanging eight knucklehead trout. And there's two guards standing next to e- like to either side of them. Um, and they seem to be like just sitting covered with head to toe with furs, as warm as they can get. And they kind of like nod at you as you walk past. They take their job very seriously. Are they guarding the fish? Do they think they're going to run away? This is one of the boring towns, the captain says. I believe that's the town's sacrifice for the month. Well, why don't we just do that? Let's just let's just get some fish and do that instead of Kai. I'm sure, I mean, obviously it's working here. So what would you like to do? Well, I suppose time is of the essence. We should try and find this civic fellow. Yes, we have to locate Torg's Market. Someone can point us in the direction. Mud, um, you come into the town, and you light the lantern, and it immediately starts glowing. And you see it kind of, like, swivel, and phew! And it points to... Did that lantern just move? Yeah, by itself, it's like... What? It is magical. You're kidding. Where'd you get that? What does it... Does it pound... Does it point to boring places? No, it points yeah. to the Chowingas. We've talked about the Chowingas. My, we've been over this. They are pronounced Chimichongas. I'm pretty sure she called them Chowingas. I think I missed that whole talk. What is a Chimichonga? <laughs> How much time do <laughs> we have, dude, Because I will go in. Is that <laughs> an infernal food? <laughs> Not much. Dude, it's infernally freaking delicious. I'll tell you later. You, um, it's pointing toward this cottage, and you see there's this bundled up figure on the porch, and she's just stomping out of it. And she's like, Cursed wind! 
Leave me alone! This is the fourth night in a row! Please leave me alone! Ah! And she just stomps right back inside. Is that woman literally cursing the wind? <laughs> I, I, this town is in a psychiatric I area. have to admit, it does look a little crazy, doesn't <laughs> it? Did she ever... Did the, the, the women who gave you this lantern, did she ever explain what a Chowingo was to you, Matt? Uh, I believe all she told me that they were small uh, spirits that sometimes would cause mischief. Yes, I learned about these at Neverwinter Academy. Hmm. Well? Uh, Well, I am interested. I do believe our current quest is far more important. I think that all we need to do is plant the seed in Sefik's ear that the sacrifice is going awry this evening. Then I think that if uh, if we make good time, then perhaps we can investigate the Chewingo on our way out. Why don't? Why are we going to just simply plant the seed in his ear? Why are we just? We should just capture him and sacrifice him instead. I immediately that that saves a lot of time. I turn to uh, Scath and I just yell as loudly as I can. You can harass me all you want. I am not. Going back to Targos so you can sacrifice me. Do you hear me? No sacrifice this eve, asshole. And I finished with two middle fingers. That's subtle. Wow, subtle, Kai. The captain says, looks at you and says, Oh, is that so? And pulls his broadsword out. Oh, did you, uh, did, do you need to fight him? Oh, no. I didn't think part through. <laughs> then he walks up. So how realistic do you want to make this? No, no, wait, 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 wait. I just... Boom! Oh, and he punches you in the face. Roll God, initiative. Again! Ah! <laughs> uh, all of us? Oh. Uh, uh, all of us or just him? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it just him. Yeah, oh, I'm going to call that a surprise round. Okay. okay. Initiative is a uh, 17. So he... Okay, he got a 15, but his surprise round goes off, and he punches you in the face, four points of bludgeoning damage to the nose, and he strains your nose back out from what he put down. <laughs> you got punched earlier, but it's more blood coming now. Ah, so. it's an improvement. A, a good punch. And he turns, uh, the captain turns to the rest of you, is like, should I finish the job? If we're if we're going to make a scene, we should make a scene. Oh, go hundred percent. Never go. You never go. I think what we're doing here, Jesus, man. Look, I think he's resisting more. <sighs> Kai, what do you do? I'm just going to back up a few feet. Okay. And I'm going to take the dodge action. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to say. Look, you're a member of our party, all right? I'm just trying to draw the attention of the hidden asshole to make him think I'm not going back. You would be surprised at how many party members I had to kill when I was an adventurer. I believe it. You're a dick, man. You're a dick. (laughs) Thank you. I trusted you. Now it looks like you're on the run. Uh, Everybody make perception checks. 19, 21. Ooh. 11. Uh, 19. 22. Um, you look around, you don't see anything out of place. Um, these are just mostly like buildings that are houses that are cottages that are tucked away into the forest. Um, you do see down the road a woman, a halfling woman, kind of poking her little face out her porch 
And she's like, is everything okay down there? No, he's trying to escape the sacrifice in Targos. He's he's a wanted man. Oh, uh, one second. And she kind of like, you see her go back inside. And she comes back and she's got this big fur cape on. She kind of like bobbles over to you. And she's actually got a tray. And there's steam coming off the tray. And she comes up to each of you and says, and you look, and there's like cookies on this tray, halfling-shaped oh, cookies. And she learned, like, they smell like cinnamon and nutmeg. And they oh. smell so good. And she says, so, visitors to our town, um, my name is Nimsy Huddle. Uh, I am the town speaker. Please come in. Come in. Uh, there's not really an inn here to, st- uh, to to stay, to crash at, but you can always come and stay in my attic. I have plenty of room. Please, come in. Come in. Hi, thank you. Another another halfling. Please, please to meet you. Your, your acquaintance. <laughs> okay. She's going to make a perception. Okay. She's like, <laughs> oh, you're strange looking, but you're fine. Come on. Friggin' <laughs> <laughs> story of all our lives. Don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> That's the name of my memoir. Do you follow her inside? <laughs> the captain is like, I like cookies. It follows along. He doesn't like cookies. Mud is doing his old man walk again. Uh, the woman stomps back out, the muddled up figure who's yelling at the wind. She comes back out and says, you, st- you st- better watch out. The, the, the wind will curse you. Be careful. Be careful. And she yells at you and she stomps back in. And uh, the, the halfling woman, Nimsy, says, um, Elva, you just calm down. It's okay. I'll have somebody go check out. You probably just got rats again. <laughs> and she, she uh, leads you in. Uh, the house is clearly built for humans, but most of the furniture is sized for halflings with a few big chairs of visitors of taller stock. There are four halfling children scampering from room to room. And they climb up a ladder to the loft, chasing one another with wooden swords. And there is a warm fire crackling in the hearth in the kitchen, which just has, like, dirty dishes from her baking. And she says, please, please, come in. Sit down. Sit down. So, my name's Nimsy. And what brings you to to Lonelywood? First off, uh, do you have anything to drink? Um, I've got hot chocolate. And she brings you, like, she actually goes in, and all the kids, like, jump down. Hot chocolate, me, me, I want hot chocolate. And she makes, pours one for you, and then four for her kids. And they all drink, and then go scattered to the four corners of the house and disappear. You know what? I'll, I'll take it. Thank you. Uh, we, we are looking, we are, we are adventurers. Uh, I was hoping you were adventurers. I need some adventurers. Did I say adventurous? We we are uh, d- traveling folk. Uh, we we're simply looking for. Where uh, where are you from? Your I guess quite can't quite place your accent. Uh, from Long Bottletonshire. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It's it's tucked away. It's a little nestle of a of a town. Well, you'll have near. to tell me of it. Oh, it, I there's so many stories. Dude, of, tell of one it. right here in front of everyone. <laughs> um, Mud has to look down and like use his hat to cover his eyes to stop from snickering too I, much. I remember one time my uncle. Um, what was his name? Uh, B- Borton Nimbleshire. <laughs> right, checks out. 
He, one time, he got so drunk, he uh, made love to a pumpkin. Oh, I have kids. You don't, you, you sh- He fornicated with a pumpkin. What does that mean? <laughs> made love. Oh, uh, dude, she got kids, man. Come on. Be, oh, you, hear, he, you hear snickering from the attic. He, kids, uh, don't repeat that. He made it with a pumpkin. Hey, anyway, uh, we we are looking for uh, 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 Torbs. Oh, uh, the, the merchant caravan. Um. I take like a break to laugh at that. <laughs> um, Torgs is set up on the uh, shore of the lake, uh, north of the Lucky Liar. And uh, does it uh, have all of its usual employees? I believe so. There was, like, uh, Torga and f- three or four um, of her employees and this really handsome-looking fellow. He, he, he looked Was he elven? Little- I mean, was he elven? He- <laughs> I don't know, but he had, like, striking blue eyes. Oh, that's not him. Oh, it's yeah. I, I believe that he was human. I don't think he was a, an elf or half elf. Um, but you can you can you can resupply there if you wish. Uh, but I, I have need of adventurers. You, uh, are are you in any hurry? Yeah, we're we're in quite a, a bit of a hurry. So we, you know what? We'll we'll come back. We will. We'll, well let me tell you what I need. Okay, fantastic. Oh, Go God. ahead. All right. Why not? Um, <laughs> Fang leans in, really serious. Our loggers. <laughs> Are being terrorized by a white moose. Oh yes, the moose. Yeah, the moose. Yes, yes. Uh, and the <laughs> and the beast has eluded the hunters we've sent to kill it. Uh, we depend on the forest for our very survival, and I wouldn't be a very good town speaker if I let a dumb moose get the better of us. Will you help? Later. Yeah, yes, I will help later. Eventually. Yes. We'll, we'll get. To I mean, it. I have other hunters out looking for it, but they haven't been very successful. But I need strong adventurers who are able to. She kind of looks at all all of you and she's like i think you'll do right i'm free right now let's go freaking do it anyone else doing anything we'll we'll put it on the list we'll put it on oh right behind all the other shit all right my bad um so i've got all these cookies i can offer and also if if you need be i could pay you 75 gold for the head of the moose is that individual? Uh, is that is that per person? Is is that? Uh, uh, I can only have seventy five for the for the head of the moose. Fang takes her hand and he looks her right in the eye. And says, "I swear to you, oh my lord, on everything Ooh. that I am, that we will take care of this moose." And she kind of like does one of these, <gasps> <laughs> and she's like shivers in uncontrolled. Like she's like, "Thank you." Thank you. What are your names again? I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I kind of need to know now. I am Fang. Fang. She's like committing it to memory. Dunar Dracodoni, and they call me Dunar the Pliable. I'll tell you the whole story <laughs> some other time. My name is Scath, and I am an asshole. And you hear a snickering coming from upstairs. Don't repeat that word either. <laughs> Uh, Are we my name is to Scath. Scath. But that's the word she's told you not to say just now. Is that the one? Probably not. Oh, it was asshole. Oh, sorry. That's the one. <laughs> More snickering. <laughs> my name is Trax Bobfoot, but you can just call me Trax. Okay. <laughs> it's good to meet you all. Uh, are you a part of an adventuring company? We're, we're, we're an independent uh, freelance. Uh, Captain... 
Scath just laughs. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, we all found our way to Icewind Dale for separate reasons, but we have found ourselves on a quest at the moment that we have uh, not much time to complete, so uh, we will deal with that, and then yeah, we uh, go. perhaps yes. we, will, we will check into your moose situation. Definitely, please, um, if you need to come, come back. Um, my attic is always open for travelers to stay at. I think a basement has been a pleasure. Fang, you know what I mean? <laughs> Catch my drift. Fang Jesus. like kind of bares his teeth and gives like a just Ooh. quietly, <laughs> and he says, "It has been a pleasure, Nimsy." Likewise, Fang, and she like goes up to the kitchen, pulls out a little like something, wraps it in a cloth, hands comes up the Fang and hands it to you. What is this? It's something for the road. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks very much. Turn tail and head out. Okay, you head out of the the cottage. Mother's going to take like three cookies and then leave. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a couple for myself, don't worry. Okay, Uh, so you head out of the speaker's house. And before we go anywhere, I'm going to turn to Fang and say, dude, what the, what, what the fuck just happened? You're putting the moves on freaking speaker. Are you trying to get down and dirty? Is that something that I'm not oh, privy of? What was that? You were Wolves. very passionate about this moose quest. It was like a romance novel. Yes. Uh, and Fang, uh, he kind of like bows his head and uh, after a kind of like a... <sighs> it is something that happened when I was a, a little boy that uh, that I would rather not get into right now, but I... Let's just say I have a soft spot for a town having troubles with with something like this. Uh, it is something that I, I I would love to take care of. You sure would love to, huh? Mm. Thought to just have what a hard is the thing what is mooses. the innuendo? I don't Dude, understand. If, if, I, if the... I may, it just seemed like you were trying to seduce Mrs. Speaker. I understand it's a thing with your past, but your voice got all deep and gravelly, like you were trying to be a His sex object. Really big. And- his eyes get really big, and he's like, oh my god, did I flirt with her? <laughs> I think you did, dude. It was freaking, it was gnarly to watch. I felt uncomfortable. She, I think she wants a little fang. He, he like, puts his head in his hands. He's like, I, that, that was not my intention. I had no, uh, I don't know what to do now. I feel I weird. We should keep moving. Uh, we should keep moving. <laughs> but I am interested in what she gave you, because I thought it was going to be her number, dude. Not that there are phones number here. Number for what? Just, What's like, the number, the number of, like, her... her like I'm number one, you know. And she's like number six. Are you are you insinuating she would simply write down I'm number one? Uh, it would just be the it number on one. I, I think. Yeah. I think this conversation is happening on the way to the yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I personally <laughs> just keep going. Okay. Um, you head to the west. You come to the uh, docks and head north. There is a little shop. On the way, it's marked the Happy Scrim Shander, and it looks like they've got some like artwork, but they also have like a lot of tools. And you see a woman in the window, kind of watching, like a dowy woman with a, a leather vest on. Her hair is just kind of messy, and she's just watching you as you walk past. She she doesn't even wave back. She's just like nods, does not look happy at all. Up ahead. You see the tavern, the Lucky Liar, on the right. Just north of it, you see several little, like, tents that are, like, 
set up. They're not really, they're more like uh, canopies. And you see a dwarf, a female dwarf, and she's sitting in the middle, kind of just like whittling something. And you see four carts, and there's like all sorts of equipment in it. And you said each cart is uh, a single human gentleman. And standing behind the female dwarf um, is a man with shaved sides of his head, a widow peak, kind of graying a little bit. Uh, He's just wearing a vest and and sleeves rolled up. And he's just sitting there with his arms crossed behind Torga. Wow, he's super handsome. That's got to be the guy, right? The super handsome guy? Probably. It is Torga's bodyguard. So we have to somehow find a way to lure him away. Perhaps we could use Kai as bait? Well, I think that this is the time to put on that little performance you were rehearsing back there. Are you speaking to me? I'm talking to Kai. Oh, no. Start with a face punching. Oh, that I'm yes, going yes. to look very, very sternly yeah. at Scath. Scath <laughs> seems to be kind of like he go. He's gone up to the lucky li- uh, liar, and he's like leaning up against the the front stoop. Um, there's a porch that kind of goes up several steps, and he's just like on the outside of it, against one of the railings. He's got his arms crossed. And he looks up to you and says, "What? All right, I'm new gonna, plan. <clears throat> I'm going to clandestinely extract a dagger from my hip pocket, and I'm just gonna say." I don't give a shit what you do. I am not going back to Targos to die. And what would that be for? Why would you be dying? Tell me, please. You're not gonna sacrifice me, bitch. But did someone say you are are you the sacrifice for Targos? I am the sacrifice. Unbelievable. But I will not be sacrificed. This day, good day. Are you trying to subvert the will of Aro? I'm gonna fling a dagger at him. Okay, um, Kai, first off, I would like you to roll either a performance or a deception. You notice <laughs> that um, the ca- Captain Scath is not the best actor. I am selling the shit out of this, though. That's a 21. Okay. Kai, stop, please. <laughs> and after I throw the dagger at Scath, I'm booking it to away. away. Okay. You actually see the, the, the blue-eyed man kind of walking, steps in front of Torga protectively, and walks to the edge of the caravan. Kai, you must be the sacrifice. What is happening? God. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. And now, he's no. just really leaning on the stick and it's like reaching out like his like somebody <laughs> he loves is dying. He's really trying. Okay. Acting for his life. Oh no. Oh. Don't, please. Willy Wonka style. <laughs> Wait, don't. Stop. Stop. No. The captain says, God damn it. Um, so the surprise round goes off. Alright. I'm gonna throw a dagger at him. Okay. An eight. Like, he just kind of, like, moves a little bit, and it bounces off of this, um, uh, he's wearing split mail. Oh, God. And it just kind of, like, boom, bounces off, and kind of the dagger falls to the ground. 
And he leans down and kind of picks it up, looks at it. And I'm going to knock my fists together into the middle fingers and run <laughs> 40 feet. Okay. Uh, top of the round, Kai again. Keep running. I'm running 80 feet this time. <laughs> okay. Wow, he's and fast. Look at him go. So tracks and uh, mud. What do you do? Right now I'm just watching. Trax is just watching all this go down. Well, make a perception check. It's going to be an 18. You notice Sephic, if that is Sephic, kind of step forward a couple of more steps, and he's kind of like about about 60 feet away. What's going on over there? Need some help? Yes, the the, the town sacrifice for Targos is escaping. It looks like you've got it under control, and you just see Kai running off, and the captain is like, like holding the dagger and like look he's ready to take off mud what are you doing mud is going to take his entire six seconds to very feebly walk about five feet towards kai and is still reaching out just you must come back kai you have to be sacrificed fang no, actually donar is next donar so Donar <laughs> hasn't wanted to tell anybody but he's not totally sure of the plan because he doesn't have the best attention span. So it's like, uh, I don't remember what episode of Parks and Rec, but the moment where Andy's like, yo, are, do, is this actually happening? Do you actually need help? Uh, so he's going to shout out to Kai. Dude, do you, do you need me for something, dude? Like, what what is happening? Are you, are you okay? And he's not going to move because he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> okay. The captain doesn't run and kind of does like a light jog after Kai. He pockets the dagger and kind of like just jogs. He does a normal move. He says, he kind of gets, actually, he gets halfway. He says, he'll be back. And he turns and starts to head into the tavern. Yeah, well, another bright idea by Kai. Kai is still running and you just hear further distancing. Fuck you, Skag! (laughs) (laughs) Skag. Okay, fine. Uh, I, seeing Donar's upset, uh, <laughs> Fang puts a hand on Donar's shoulder, just kind of like to, he gives him a look, like, and like a wink, and he turns back, and he says, we've been after this guy all day, won't somebody strong with tr- striking blue eyes g- go after him, help <laughs> a little on the nose. Okay, it's a high wisdom. Uh, make a, a deception roll, straight up deception roll, Fang. <laughs> He's like, what are these idiots talking about? <laughs> oh my god, dirty twenty. Hey, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, the guy comes out and he's like, he's got his hands still crossed, and he comes up to all of you, comes up behind you, Fang, and says, "What's the problem?" We have been telling you we we have come from Targos. We have been tracking this the criminal because he is absconding and he is not taking his role as the sacrifice seriously. And he said unkind things about Arl. He kind of looks at you and he's, I'm not sure who this performance is for, but I tire of it. And he turns around and walks away. Sephic. He turns around. Might we have a word with you? What are you doing? Look, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sethic does this, holds out his hand, and suddenly, out of the air, 
mist kind of coalesces and a large sword made of ice appears in his hand. Yes? Wow, what a neat little parlor trick. May we have a word with you? Away from prying ears. I'm on the job. As are we. You actually see a crowd kind of gather at the window, staring out of the tavern. The captain... We're out of combat, by the way. The, okay. um, uh, Kai, do you keep running? I keep kind of, like, uh, looking over my shoulder to see, like, if he's trailing. No one's fo- you, you. No one's following you. <laughs> then I will immediately <laughs> jump down an alley, go stealth, and start working my way back to the people. Okay. To our friends. I mean, it is dark. Remember, it is, like, nighttime yeah. for all purposes. Kai, are you human? Yeah. Okay, it's Can't dark. See shit. Can't see <laughs> shit. Okay. Trax is going to say to him, as the crowd gathers, I'm going to say, We'd prefer a private audience, or would you prefer us to tell this gathering crowd of people what your secret activities have been in regards to the sacrifices? I'm sure they would not take kindly. <laughs> he laughs at you. Where did you hear such information? I am merely a bodyguard. And you actually see the four men who were like manning the merchant company's booths. And they're walking up behind Caltro. So tell me, where did you hear that? Yeah, Fang, where where did you hear that? And Trax is going to kind of scurry back behind Fang. (laughs) (laughs) And Fang gives him a look, kind of like rolls his eyes. And he said, we heard this in Targos. We understand that you are taking matters into your own hands and dealing with those that are not taking the role of sacrifice seriously. Hmm. We frown upon this. As one should. Arl is not something to be taken lightly. No, Her you, wrath is mighty. You must understand, we, we don't appreciate what you're doing. We, we don't care what Arl's doing. So you don't appreciate it, huh? We don't appreciate that you are circumventing the law. (laughs) The law. And the four men come up, kind of jog up behind Sefik. And they're like, Sefik, you need some help here. We can run him off if you want. And he says, these are just some misguided beings. I don't think that will cause us any trouble. Yes, we don't intend to cause any of you trouble. Do you (laughs) deny these claims? You see the sword kind of disappear in his hand. He kind of like crosses his arms again, and he stares at you, Fang, with his deep blue eyes, and says, Arl has been very kind to me, but I don't know what you're talking about. Like to insight check while I'm staring him dead in the eyes. Yeah. Mm, that's a 13. He continues and says, I was born on the holiday of midwinter. Arl has blessed me with a constitution that allows me to go out bare-armed in the cold and allows me certain gifts. However, the sacrifices, as important as they are, and as necessary as they are to appease the Frostmaiden, I have nothing to do with them. I am merely a bodyguard. I'm going to inside check that. Uh, an 18. Ooh. Seven. Seven. Tracks. he's holding something back. But everything he says seems to be truthful. Kai, what are you doing? Slowly working my way 
as best I can find it back towards the group. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to, if I make it to where they are, I'm still going to stay hidden from all of them. The blind run into the darkness may have disoriented you. I'd like you to make a survival check. Oh, boy. In a unfamiliar town. Uh, 16. Mm. You got your bearings. Nice. And you kind of like look and you see the, the glint of the lanterns off the, the frozen lake. And you reorientate yourself. And you get to the side of the tavern. And you see through one of the windows, you see the captain in there going up to the bar. And he's got like a bottle of something. And he's like slugging it back. I'm just going to keep a high, an eye on this whole situation while staying hidden. I'm going to note the, the ice longsword or broadsword he produced. And I'm going to say to him, it's strange you say that as the previous murder victims were killed by a dagger of ice. Seems a little coincidental that you were able to produce a broadsword of ice, don't you think? You're saying that somebody killed them with an icicle? When you put it that way, yes, it seems that way. (laughs) Boys, let's leave these losers alone. Don't wish to kill anybody today. And he turns around. And the four that are around him kind of watch you as he walks away. As he turns around, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Fang will say, so you'll have no problem coming to Torga, uh, Torgas with us to, to clear your name then, yes? Has there been an accusation? Have you been listening? <laughs> I don't see much in the way of proof. Then it shouldn't be a problem for you to accompany us back to Targos. I tell you what. We were heading back to Rin Shander after this. I'll see if I can talk Targa into making a pit stop at Targos, just in time for the sacrifice, perhaps. I look back at the group, and I say, how many hours did it take us to get here? About seven with the pit stops. Wow, how very observant of you, Dona. It's the, it's the only thing I'm keeping track of. I'm so freaking I slept through most of it, so I... You snored, dude. Seven hours? Would you like to leave empty-handed? No, I, I would, but dude, I'm just, I'm just trying to follow this, dude. Just what do you do? You want me to? Uh, no, I don't want to leave empty-handed. I mean, it'd be it suck. Is our only option. Look, we are we are severely outnumbered here. Kai, what are you doing? I'm going to start writing a note on my uh, on some paper that I have. Um, make a perception check as you're writing, because you can hear talking from inside the tavern from where you are. Okay. Uh, perception is a 14. Okay. You hear some people who are, must be at a table real close to the window. Those assholes are out there. I think they're, they're, they're gonna fuck with Targa. I, I, do we need to go, do we need to stop them? I mean, Tar- Targa brings us so many good things. If they're, if they're gonna mess with Targa, we have, to, we have to stand up for her. And the other guy's like, drunkenly says, yeah, you're right. You're right. Come on, boys. Come on. Come here. Come here. We got to talk. We got to talk. And you hear like about six or seven people coming over to the table and murmuring going on. I'm going to quickly speed and finish my note and tie it to a dagger. Okay. And then I'm going to throw it at uh, Trax's feet. (laughs) Make a two hit roll. I'm not gonna like try to hit his feet. No, it's just, no, like, no. But if you if no. you get a net one, I might it might hit my feet. <laughs> uh, it was a fifteen. Okay, yeah, just land tracks. Um, you know, you hear something kind of foop into the snow at your feet. I'm going to use my dark vision, ooh, mm-hmm. to notice this thing. 
Got it. it looks <laughs> like a dagger with a note oh, hmm. attached to the hilt. <laughs> Pardon me. I must time I chew. I'm going <laughs> to bend over and read the note. Sephic has stopped, and the four men are kind of still surrounding him, protecting him. And he says, so I say you meet you at the sacrifice so I can clear my name. Fang kind of his nose kind of twitches with like a uh, a growl, uh, knowing that he's outnumbered and this is a fight that he will not win. He says uh, at the sacrifice, then see you there. And he turns around on his heels and just walks right back. And Targa, the dwarf, is just like, what's going on? What? What? What's going on? And waving her hands at Suffolk. And Suffolk's just kind of like, I'll, t- I'll tell you later. And the four men go back to their booths. Well, Kai, you're going to be sacrificed wherever you are. Uh, if Trax reads the note, it says, get out, will follow, see you at sacrifice. And at that, the front door of the tavern bursts open, and seven burly-looking loggers come out. So, you trying to mess with Torga? What's going on? And you see them all draw their weapons. What's going on is a bunch of drunken idiots can make their way back into the tavern and mind their own business. Just a misunderstanding, you know. Make a persuasion roll at disadvantage because of what Trax said. (laughs) Oh, no. Little bitch. Uh, well, I got a natural twenty, but my, the 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 real one is an eleven. Oh, uh-huh. no one messes with Torga, and he, they they like hold their sword. Like he holds his sword out at you threateningly and says, "Leave town now, otherwise, who knows what could happen?" Come on, boys. And they all go back inside, and you see Captain Scath come out of the tavern. As the doors close, Trax is going to yell, You're right, we could be bored to death of this boring town. Imbeciles. <sighs> Scath comes down and says, Is the sacrifice back yet? Uh, it's, it was a bad time for you to uh, take a break. He's gone. Well, he ran so fast, I could. there was no hope of me catching up and actually punching him in the face again. Well, you, you might not see him ever again. I'm sure I'll see him. I've got you all four for hostages. We're not affiliated with him. We do, He's the sacrifice. Oh, we, we sort of are at this point, dude. I feel like we're all affiliated. <laughs> the captain says, the banter is heavy between all five of you. You four will go get Kai, then we will go back to Targos. How'd it go with Sephic? Peachy. I don't think it went that well, dude. I don't think it was peachy. No, that was sarcasm, you moron. Oh, frick, dude. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to keep up. He looks around. Kai, what's your stealth roll? Almost was a nat 20. Ooh. Instead, it's a 22. He looks around. He's like, I don't see him. He's probably somewhere watching. Before we leave town, I would like to stop at the speaker's house and figure out how to deal with this moose, if it is possible. It's fine with me. Mm, we must make it quick. Says, says yes. the turtle. About how much longer do we have before the sacrifice? The captain says, the aurora begins at midnight. And the sacrifice must be made before the last light of the aurora, aurora fades. Could we just... It's not its not as exciting, but could we just buy some trout and sacrifice that instead? Just, uh, you know, just as a little bit of a... as a layover? You saw all those fishermen. Targos is filthy with trout. Sacrificing trout would mean nothing. The only sacrifice Targos can make to Oral is one of our people's our most important resource. Not that I care. I just want to see somebody die. 
Well, with a seven-hour trip back, I would imagine we don't have much time to dawdle, do we? Well, don't hang out with us. We're not killing anyone. We can come back, though, Fang. Like, I know it's important to you, even though you weren't flirting with her. We can make sure it happens. He kind of just, like, growls under his breath and just starts to kind of lumber off towards where we came from, knowing that the long journey was almost useless and the long journey ahead will be just as arduous. Okay. Are there any uh, dog sleds in town? Would you like to make an investigation to look around or ask around? Perhaps we could take a few minutes to find a way of travel. Right, dude, I'll help you look. I do not want to make that walk back. Nor do I. This is a good idea. Uh, make an investigation check. The DC is 15. Look, I'm not... This isn't the most savory idea, but what... Uh, that tavern is full of drunken idiots, correct? Could we simply just lure one of them out, bonk, you're unconscious, bring them back to Targos. Oh, new sacrifice. That buy, buy us some time? We don't know them, man. We don't know their stories. We don't know their hearts and souls. The captain says, cold-blooded murder. I like it. Uh, it sounds like you're interested in this. an innocent for another innocent. The choice appears to be Kai or lumbering brute. And Kai wins only because I know his name? Fuck, dude, that was deep. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Don't arn Fang. I, I, what if we just kidnapped up, someone from this town? <laughs> dude, I'm not I'm not down for that, man. We gotta do you it with this... You are barking up the wrong Fang. Uh, Fezzik uh, Cardio, dude. He's gotta be the one that bites it. Captain, what if you and I just kidnapped someone from this town? <laughs> if Kai was you here, know, he'd like it. Yeah, I'm not sure what you are. You're no halfling, but you'd make a good sacrifice. No, I'm a terrible sacrifice. At least it would shut you up. You know what? I would probably become a ghost and keep talking. Um, what was the investigation rolls? A nine. Uh, I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> um, four. The nine was Donar, right? Yeah. Um. You f- you found a guy who's about like a little bit further down. He's closer to the happy scrimshander, and you see a like dog pen behind. And you go up and talk to them, but word must have gotten around because you like you go up and he's like, uh, "You're those assholes that was fucking around with Torga. You, you, I'm not I'm not renting to you. You just go away, go away." Uh, well, if, if I may, uh, we were not directly fucking with Torga. It, it was it was sort of a side thing. Nothing but respect, I suppose, for for Torga. Unrelated, uh, would love to spend some money on your fine pups. Make a persuasion roll. Fuck, it was almost a 23, but instead it was a natural one for a five. Okay. (laughs) Okay, he says, one sled is 50 gold. Was that the first natural one? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. I got one last session. First session. Oh, yeah. 50 gold? The sled dog costs another 50. It looks like for one sled that can hold one person, it's going to be about several hundred gold pieces. Goodbye. So Thank you, be- you. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll walk away. I was going to ask if he'd be willing to knock down the price if I teach him how to properly mince garlic, but tracks, I guess, we should have. You should have led with that. Well, I, I didn't <laughs> know you were going to be a douche about it. <laughs> Well, if no one is willing to give us any help, then we better be on our way. Right. Donor's going to reach down and just grab tracks without asking and yep. pop him on his back. Okay, there we go. Mod's going to do a long exhale, knowing he's got to walk all that distance again. <laughs> it's 550 pounds. It's not easy. Holy shit. 
I'm 35. (laughs) (laughs) Kai, what are you doing? Uh, Kai is going to trail them out, still stealth. Uh, Are you going past, uh, are you going to um, the speaker's house before you leave? Can I try and see Kai behind us? Uh, Make a perception check. I think Mud would also give a quick look. I mean, he doesn't even have dark vision, so Mud probably can't see shit anyway. Mud, give me your staff. Give it to me. No. I was going to help you out, all right. Mud, as you walk past the house where the uh, lantern went off, the lantern actually shakes. And everybody make a perception check. Uh, tracks is 16. 13. Mud is 12. 12. 23. Ooh. Damn, Kai. Kai, above 16 and higher. Who had that? Me. Tracks. Tracks and Kai. On the porch of the house, and there's this white fox. And for a moment... You think you saw this little twig-like figure that's maybe like six inches high, and it's riding the fox, the arctic fox, like a horse. And it kind of looks at you, but it has no face, and you see like these like cloth-like things wrapped around it. So all you see is little, like, little white eyes behind it. And then the fox jumps over the porch and disappears. Well, I believe I just saw one of your chewingas. Can I try and chase the fox? Are you, I mean, it's taking off. Do you want to run? You'll go out of stealth. I think I'll go out. I think I'm far far enough away from them that they won't really notice. Okay. So you see the little little, tiny tracks, and you see it kind of going around the house and into the woods. And all of a sudden, the four of you see Kai rush past all of you and turn around and follow that direction, the direction the fox went. Do do we follow him? Do, I mean, I don't know what he's looking for. Was it the chimichanga? Should we follow him? I didn't see anything. What are, what uh, what what's happening? Fine, let's follow just, him. Let's go. Just follow me. I just, just ran me. by, dude. Whoa. Okay, Kai, you're in the lead. Up ahead, you see. Make a survival check. A uh, sweet, sweet eighteen. Okay, you see the fox tracks like took off. He had enough of a head start, and they kind of go up into the forest and over a hill. But you see these two other little tiny tracks next to them, and one of the tracks looks like it has one of the tracks looks like it had like there's a line, little tiny like footprints, but there's like a line like it was carrying, dragging something behind it. So what do you do? Full dash, eighty feet. You come over, and you see this thicket in front of you, uh, just like underbrush. And the tracks go right up to the thicket and stop. What do the rest of you do? I'm booking it with, with tracks on my back, full dashing <laughs> 60 feet. <laughs> Rondu, I remember, I didn't write it down. Did she, did Danica tell me what the reward was for the Chewinga? Uh, 25 gold. I'll, I'll try to kind of stop them and just say, we were only offered gold. It's not important. I'm still running. If they're yeah, we're still, still going. <laughs> yeah. I just want to feel accomplished if, in if, one thing, Mud. If they're dashing, then uh, I'm also dashing. But when Fang dashes, he he dashes on all fours. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I'm gonna turn around and say, uh, "Well, that's unsettling, dude." I think it's funny, man. Assuming I'm falling behind, I'll get the lantern out and light it, and kind of use that because also I can't see, so it's I'll like, use shoot. that too. The lantern lights up. Uh, it lights up and helps everybody else. Kai, you get a little bit more light now. Nice. The woman who is in the house, Elva, yells after you, Mud, and says, Beware the wind's curse! Beware the wind's curse! Okay. <laughs> and so Kai 
It goes right up to the thicket. What do you do? I'm going to put the dagger away, pull my wakizashi off my back, and one swift cut right through the bottom of the thicket. In the thicket, you see the fox is nowhere to be seen. You see three of these figures, and they've got this, like, plate that's kind of cracked, and one of them is holding a fork. And one of them is holding a knife. These guys are six inches tall. And they're like taking the guy with the fork. It's like taking it and like he's poking the pine cone that's on top of it. And he's like holding it to his mouth. And he looks at you. And they all look at you. And they freeze. What do you do? I'm going to snatch one of those suckers up. Okie dokie. Uh, (laughs) Roll initiative. (laughs) We haven't caught up yet, right? Everybody roll initiative, actually. Uh, I had one of those moments, Paul, where it, like, it was like 19, <laughs> rolled over to 9. Yep, that just happened to me. The worst. <laughs> I got another natural one. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're balanced, if nothing else. <laughs> and the captain is just strolling behind, not caring. Okay. Um, Kai, you actually go first. I'm going to snatch one of those chewingas. Make a grapple roll. Okay. Uh, what would that be? Um, it's a strength athletics. That's a seven. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> but he's still. I rolled a natural one. Hey, but this these are skill che- these are skill checks. So ones and twenties don't automatically miss or hit. Uh, and his acro- uh, these chewingas are so fast. He has a plus seven acrobatics. Oh so god. he just kind of like, <laughs> damn it, tops up out of your hands, and the other two scatter tracks. What do you do? All right, I am going to pull a vial out from my jacket and I'm going to throw it at them. And this is going to, I don't know if I've said before, I'm, I'm, I'm not Trax doesn't actually cast magic. He, he creates machines and, and gadgets that mimic the effects of magic. So this, this little vial is mm-hmm. going to explode midair and replicate the effects of fairy fire. Okay. Try and get them all with fairy fire. Nice. It's going to be like a, like a chem light liquid that's going to coat them. They get a saving throw, yes, right? Yes, that's a dexterity saving throw of 14. 21, dirty 20 on the second one. My god, and a 24. Well, I tried. Okay. <laughs> and they Damn. all just like, and now there's this big kind of like glowing purple ink on the ground. And they kind of look at you because it's all over their like dinner. Oh, that was expensive to make. The chewinga that's close to you, Kai, does like this and throws like snow up in your face. And suddenly, there's like the smell of skunk in the air. It's all over your face. And the other two just kind of into the uh, thicket to either side. This guy kind of goes up to the edge and stops. They can't only move like 20 feet. Donar. We we did catch up to Kai, right? By the time this all happened? Cool. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit behind him, but yes. yes. So I'm going to take as much movement as I need. To uh, go up to the one that just skunked him and try to grapple it. Okay, roll to hit. This is a um, uh, strength athletics. 16. Nice, okay. Um, he got a, uh, on acrobatics, he got a dirty 20. Ah, man. And he just like pops up in the air and is like kind of running in midair, like doing the cartoon legs. And he kind of... Kind of chittering at you. I love being level one. We're being bested by Muppets. <laughs> Fang. These things haven't like threatened us yet, so I'm gonna do the same thing. I don't. I can't attack it, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna run up to it uh, and try to cut it off. And I'm also gonna try to grapple it. 
Okay. 17. 12. You got him. Hey. And he's like <laughs> squirming in your grip. And my big sausage fingers. I'm I'm really trying to be delicate. I I don't want to hurt it. I'm I'm trying to like send it calm vibes. I'm like Shh, it's, it's okay. It's, it's it's okay. It's okay. And um, do you understand me? Hello? <laughs> I'm not getting anything. Does anybody understand? He kind of holds the fork up to you. Mud, uh, oh. it's your turn. What do you do? Uh, I'll run to the thicket that the other two seemed to go into, and mm-hmm. uh, if I can make it there, and I'll see if I can use the lantern to kind of pinpoint the location one might be in there, and try you to can. grab you can. one yes. uh, through it with that. Okay, the thicket is real. It's by its name, thick. <laughs> so. Um, you see it back there, he's kind of, like, shivering, and he's kind of, like, holding it. And you see a whole bunch of, like, little, like, forks, and you see, like, a little pipe, like, somebody's, like, smoking pipe back there. And there's, like, a lot of, like, toys and, like, just, like, little tiny knickknacks. And he's back there, and he kind of, like, takes the pipe, and he's kind of, like, batting at your hand. I'll do kind of a, a, a sad exhale as I grab for him. Make a um, uh, athletics to grab. 24. 24. He actually rolled a 24. 17 plus 7. So it's not quite, you kind of like, you kind of, like you grab him for a second, but he kind of squirms out and he actually like pushes the pipe into your hand. Is it like super tiny or is it like a human sized pipe? It's a human sized pipe. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'll pull that out uh, and just kind of throw it behind me. Just a toss. Kai. Top of the round. I'm going to just say, oh, thank God. I'm going to pick up a little twig off the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk over to where Fang is, and I'm going to take the stick in my fingers and just think right on the Chewinga's head. <laughs> just trying to do some non-lethal knock-him-out damage. Okay, roll an advantage to hit him. Oh, no. F- wait, wait, wait! Fang, Fang is gonna pull that, pull it away. <laughs> he, he can't. Uh, just, he's gonna say, just hold on, one, one, one moment, and, uh, uh like as he winds back the stick, uh, and I look at it and I say, "Do you understand me?" <laughs> Nod or shake. <laughs> is this your family? <laughs> You can't understand we, a word they're saying. Yeah, but I'm still going to try. I'm going to say, we are going to Targos, and we need to bring a Chowinga. Would you and your family care to accompany us so we do not separate you? Um, make a persuasion rule. Oh. At this, I have to do it at this advantage because of Kai's actions. But Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Persuasion disadvantage. Okay. Also, you might get to see the one who tried to kill you. Uh, he might be sacrificed. <laughs> it's dark, dude. Hey, it's possible. Oh, no, it's a natty one. No. No. The uh, Chewinga kind of looks at you, and he's like kind of struggling it out, but can't. And he goes limp and doesn't move. I give them a little shake. No, you don't shake them. You never shake them. 
You just limp in your hands. All right, we got one. Can we go, please? Can we go out of combat? Yeah. <laughs> so, as yeah. Such as it is. <laughs> I say, I look up with, like, sad eyes, and I say, I hate to separate the little guy from his, his group. I'm going to yell out to the other but, ones, and I'm going to say, either it's just him, or he won't come. Uh, Mud, you see the other two just disappear back into the rest of the thicket out yep, of sight. They, they have left him. Self-preservation, am I right? You know all about that. I'll hold on to him then as we walk and keep an eye on him. Okay. He kind of does this weird kind of like you're holding him, but his arms are free. He can pull them out. Um, And he kind of like, as you're moving him, he kind of flops around like he's pretending to be dead. But at one Mm -hmm. point, he kind of like puts his hand on your hand and holds it there. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna um, feed him, like, little bits of ration, like, uh, whatever he'll take. I'll let him rifle through my, my pouch and... You opened like, the pouch for him? Um, no. <laughs> now that you're asking me... I don't like um, the way you love that question. <laughs> but I am going to uh, take out... Um, I'm gonna take out some rations and I'll... I'll let him play with... Uh, my ring. He can't take it off my finger, but I'll put, I'll like mm-hmm. see if my ring interests him. Kinda, on yeah, my it's ring. real shiny. He's kind of yeah. He kind of like he's been faking being dead, and he just kind of like every once in a while like get up and play because his nature just kind of makes him want to like do stuff. And then he stops moving. Like when he sees any of the other players, other characters looking at him, mm-hmm. he like goes dead again. As he, he's trying mm-hmm. to baby Groot us, I'm gonna I'm gonna grumpily take a little tiny device out of my pocket and I'm going to give it a little twist and it's going to light up just a, a five foot light and I'm going to hand it to him and mm-hmm. say this will keep you occupied and he kind of plays with it and he kind of like pretends to eat it Um, when you gave him rations Fang mm-hmm. he like puts them to his mouth but then they just sort of like crumble down the front of him like he's pretending to eat it but he can't actually eat Mm-hmm. He looks like he's trying to mimic being living. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, do you don't like living. You don't eat that. Living like the big folk. That's for. That's for. You. Yeah. Never mind. So what? What do you do? Well, should we head our way back? Yes. Uh, through to Tourmaline, and uh, I suppose somebody needs to be back for the sacrifice. Okay, one last D8 roll. I'll do it. That's a five. Five, okay. Uh, The weather stays pretty much the same. Cold, windy, but just a little bit of snowfall, that's it. You make it back through uh, town, and you make it back through um, Tourmaline, and as you make it back to Targos, you look above you, and the aurora begins to light the sky. And Captain, the Captain Scath says, Well, boy, your time is up. And that's where we're in for the evening. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, just so you know, because you got close to completing one quest, <laughs> do we get a pity level? Don't, don't pity. <laughs> I don't know, I uh, take it. <laughs> you're leveled up. It's second. Yeah, right. I swear, we're gonna like, we're gonna be like level eight, and you're gonna be like, for the love of God, 
finish a quest. I, I feel like we, when listening to this podcast, if you're sharing with your friends, we're like the first season of of Parks and Rec and The Office, where you're like, just keep watching, just get through just, it. Yeah. We're, tr- just we're trying watching. to figure it out. Just gotta get through really that good. first season. Yeah. Hey, I think our role play is 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 fun, right? That's the we, best we part. Are, <laughs> Yeah, that's the only part. The only we part. are. We have gotten something done, though. We have gotten yes. doing good. Feeling good about Se- it. Session four: the sacrifice for realsies. <laughs> <laughs> we promise this time. <laughs> oh. Uh, my name is Ron Murphy, and you can find me on Twitter at Ron eighty eight keys rbdm. And everybody else? Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Paul Gary. I played Donar the Pliable, Pliable as he was for, for this session. Uh, you can find me on all social media at the Paul Gary. DM me if you want to talk about Super Smash Brothers or how to mince garlic. Uh, what's up? Uh, my name is Ross, and I've been playing Fang. Um, you can find me on Twitter at GriffRM. Uh, I actually just got a, a voiceover gig the other day, nice. uh, which I'm pretty Ooh. excited about. But uh, that's that's in its early stages. But uh, we got we got some fires burning. Hey, maybe some announcements in the future. Yeah. I'm Blake uh, playing Kai, and you can follow me at blakeg underscore seventeen on Twitter. Give us some follows, guys. The first episode's out. I guess this is kind of. This won't make any sense. It's exciting. Guys, I just got back from the past. We're having a great oh, time. What happened? Dodgers won. <laughs> Thousands it's a great of downloads. Yeah. Dodgers yeah. won the World Series. It's a oh. great time for us. <laughs> uh, PlayStation's out. PlayStation yeah. 5's out. Oh, yeah. The election happened. Fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Josh Helgeson. I've been playing Mud. You can find me on Instagram at joshinaround88 and also at uh, my podcast, Brocast Gamecast, where we talk about uh, video games on a budget. Uh, Paul Gary likes to uh, come on the show every once in a Yeah, talking about, about smashing garlic. <laughs> and Steve's meat. Steve's meat. Listen to the podcast to figure out what that means. <laughs> Hey, I'm Zach Burrell. You can uh, follow me and my super exciting Twitter. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Zach Burrell 10. Uh, tell you what, if you're listening, d- DM me an insult to one of the other players and I will use it. I will oh, find no. a way. That's I will shoehorn a way to, to throw whatever insult you give me for any of the other characters. And I will <laughs> guarantee it could be an NPC. That's so good. High water. It's I'm making doing it, it into the podcast. Get enough. We'll have a uh, tracks insult oh generator. God, yes. Thank God. Hey guys, thank you so much for uh, this crazy game. Uh, we finally got to level two. Um, everyone, please subscribe and leave us a review uh, and share us with all your friends and give us a follow on Twitter at Severed Sons D N D. And thank you to Wizards of the Coast. Thank you to Sirenscape and to Monument Studios for our sounds. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for a wonderful time. Thank you for listening. And everyone, stay frosty.
real. If the last two years have taught me anything, other than the fact that I'm never actually going to make sourdough bread at home, it's that human beings thrive in communities of like-minded people. We may not be able to see the people we care about every day, but the internet has ways to bridge the gap. That's why I'm inviting you to join the Severed Sons Discord, where members of our awesome community talk about whatever's on their minds. Anime, video games, art, theater, D&D, of course, and very serious channels like Zach's Saggy Curtain and Josh's Squeaky Chair. I'm tearing up already. The Severed Sons Discord is a way for all of us to connect in a time when Zoom calls are tough to schedule, but apps are easy to open. You can find a link to our Discord in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you in the server. Until then, stay frosty. Frosty.